Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Hello everybody, welcome to the show. This is your old pal Wilson, bringing you another edition of your favorite podcast. I love doing these and I love that you love listening to them. Thank you for all the messages and things that we've been getting, really appreciate that. Simon Newby, nice one mate, Uh, lovely to hear from you. Good man, thank you. Really means a lot when people message, it's lovely. So cheers for that, cheers to everyone that's messaged. Really appreciate it. Uh, Before we get into it, uh, do us a favor. Become a Patreon, why don't you? Uh, because that just helps us keep the lights on, helps us keep this on the on the, on the the tracks, helps us keep it going, just a couple of quid a month. Uh, and if you become a Patreon, you'll get access to over 50 archive interviews. You'll also get early access to our filmed interviews, which is what we're doing now. Um, so go to patreon.com forward slash membrane podcast or click the link tree link in the podcast description and in all my social media bio. So if you go onto my Instagram, I am Rich Wilson, or if you go onto uh, Twitter, uh, I am Rich Wilson, or Facebook Rich Wilson, uh, or you say in the membrane, uh, any, on any of the socials, if you if you have a look in the bio, it will say link tree. If you click on that, that will then take you to my website, that will take you to producer Paul's stuff, that gives you, that will take you to everything that we do. So there's the radio show on Isn't to Radio, there's all the stuff that we do. So if you do that, that will also take you to our Patreon page, and then become a patron, there's a couple of quid a month. We've always got some things, we've got some things coming up as well that we're gonna be doing later on for our patrons. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash membrane podcast and just bung us a couple of quid a month, that would be fantastic. Thank you very much indeed. So this week you find your pal old Wilson up in Edinburgh. We're back at the Edinburgh Festival. I tell you what, right, every time I come up here, I forget how. I forget about how impressive it is when you when you first get up here and you go wandering off into the city and you see all the posters up, you see all the shows, all the and you, see, you start bumping into people that you know. It's really exciting. It's like, oh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. And there's a little calf called Snacks. And Snacks is around the back. Um, oh, West Register Street, that's it. Snacks in Edinburgh, West Red. Is it West Register Street? I think it is, around the back of uh, the O2 store. And I've been going, it's next to the Voodoo Rooms, and I've been going, I go there every time, and I just, I have to, even though I'm veggie, for good luck, I go in there and I'll have a sausage and egg roll, because it's just, just for luck, you know, and a cup of tea, because then I know I'm, I'm in Edinburgh, and I know it started, that, it's a little ritual of mine that I do, and uh, I love that place, so if you find it, and it's Snacks, S-A-N-S-N-A-X, is what it is, it's a great little place, one of my beautiful people, so if you find yourself in Edinburgh, you'll probably find me you know, hanging around up there at the beginning of the festival. So do come and say hello. Uh, and as I said, this week is uh, this episode is part of our Edinburgh season of episodes. So everyone that's on, they're all they've all got shows on at the Edinburgh Festival. Uh, we've got a little a little a little 
warning at the beginning of this one uh, with my good friend Mr. Will Duggan. Uh, we got into it about uh, we were talking about miscarriage because Will, uh, his partner, unfortunately went through a miscarriage, and we talk about it in quite in, in a lot of detail. So I just want to give you a heads up that that is what's going to be coming up in the episode. So if anyone is listening and you're pregnant, uh, don't worry. We talk about the facts and the figures surrounding uh, miscarriages, uh, miscarriage, and we just want you to know that this doesn't happen to everybody. This isn't something to worry about. You know, it's, it, it, well, this is their experience. I don't want you to start. I don't want to put any ideas in people's heads. You know, so uh, just to let you know, that's that was coming up in the episode. Before we give you a little bit of a heads up. That's it. There's also me moaning about museums, and that's later on. But just to let you know, there is some stuff. It's quite a graphic uh, conversation that we have. So if you are, you know, if you're worried, or you know, you might, we, we have a listen. We wanted you to know. That was it. It's just us doing, doing you, just giving you a heads up. You know. Because we give a shit. We don't get just wandering into this blindly and then all of a sudden we're chatting about this, that and the other and you're like, oh my God, this is too much. So there you go. Um, so, he's a good lad, he's our, he's our Will. Um, I've, I met him, I met him, yeah, it would have been about eight years ago. Uh, we This comes up in the, in, the, in the chat as well. We were doing a show at the Cellar Monkey in Edinburgh and so we, we bonded. He was also in a, one of my favourite shows, Funs and Games. So we were talking about that. Um, he's a good lad. I, I, I enjoy his company immensely. Every time I'm with him, I have a great time. I find him extremely funny. He makes me laugh. Oh, makes me laugh so much. He's a good lad. So it's really good to have him on. So let's stop dicking around. Let's get on with the chat. Coming up in a minute is Will Duggan. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
a podcast from producer paul.co.uk. Insane in the membrane. How you been, man? You good? I'm good, thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm really sweaty. It's so humid, man. Do you know what makes me laugh? Everyone, all over, whenever, wherever the weather is, people just love moaning about it. Just no. all over, all over with the socials. Like, I still, I still, I'm like, shut up. You'll get your shit weather back in a minute. It'll be back I'm in not, a week. I'm not moaning about the weather. I'm moaning at the body <laughs> I've created for myself that cannot deal with <laughs> such weather. The fault lies in me, Rich, 100%. I can't, I can't dress for it. I just look like a sack of shit constantly and it well, ju- uh, just oh it just depresses me i've been wearing nothing but flip-flops for the past week because <laughs> i bought firstly you get too hot like in boots and trainers and whatever but i bought like a home yeah. pedicure kit i thought hey, if i'm gonna have my feet out all summer i want them to look nice and i have yeah. gouged a massive bit out on my heel oh. because the amount your feet move when you're walking it will not heal so i'm walking like on my tiptoe it's, oh, i look insane mate. So I, I can't wear shoes. No, I know what you mean. I've got because my feet are fucking horrible. I've got to, I've got to get them done. Uh, Kate did say to me, she goes, "You don't need a chiropodist. You need a blacksmith, mate." <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awful, man. <laughs> but I've got I've got this blade, and it does. It takes off the skin off the heel. Yeah, it's like a raclette knife. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've done that before. I know exactly what you're like. Zut. I'm going, oh, that's going to fuck me up for a few weeks. It just... because, it, because it only takes off like a couple of like layers of skin. Mm. It doesn't hurt too much, but it bleeds for about oh, an hour. I know. It's like you've chopped your foot off. And uh, yeah, I don't think men should have feet anyway. I think men's feet are disgusting. We yeah. should just have, We should just go straight down. No fucking around. Just nothing going on at the end. Just floating along. Yeah, just nothing. Just our legs just go into a thing so we don't fall over. And then that's it. Do away well, about the bootio players. Yeah, that do. <laughs> Get people to flick us up the shops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, good. So it's nice to have you on, mate. There's no big introduction, as I always say. We just get on with it. You see? Great. Thanks, you know thanks like, for having me. Talking about dressing, look at it. Like I thought, because I, I just got out of the shower, I was in a bit of a rush. I just thought, oh, I'll sort it out later, I'll whack a hat on. And I always forget, I always look like Michael Moore. <laughs> Tell me the truth about 9-11. Come on. <laughs> it was an inside job. Um, how, how are you finding all that, all the conspiracy? Do you enjoy it? I enjoy, I enjoy reading all the conspiracy theory shit. I don't mind a conspiracy theory, but very much a surf, kind of like the knife on the old feet. I don't mind the first couple of layers of a yeah. conspiracy theory. But as soon as you get two or three levels down, they all, all of them, just become really anti-Semitic. <laughs> it's like, right, my level is an inside job. Go on, I'm listening. Add up the numbers, all the flights. Uh-huh. That takes a lot of reach. Why would they leave clues? And then third layer down, I think it was the Jews. Whoa! <laughs> Every single time. I like that. Yeah, they're, they're, like you just said, they're that clever that they're leaving clues. I remember, yeah. I remember being somewhere. I was in Cyprus. And I, was with a, I was with a fellow comic. I won't say his name, but he was on a proper path of just... Everything was a conspiracy. He showed me all the videos. We were watching the third tower, the third building that went down. And he was going, look, you see like, all the little explosions as it collapses. And you're like, I don't think that is. That looks like air being pushed out of holes and dust. And, oh, God, it was... And you couldn't get through to him. He, wasn't, he wouldn't have it. He was like, no, no, no. 
what gets me, particularly with the 9-11 stuff, we've gone deep quickly here, is... Uh, oh, mate, we get straight it, into it. When people go, oh, this isn't how it happens. Like, it never happened before. Like, no. who's got a, a wealth of, this is what happens when an aeroplane hits a skyscraper knowledge just there? No one. It was kind of a, a one in, once-in-a-lifetime experience. And I think that is when the, that is really interesting that we bring this up because I think well, as soon as that happened, that's when the world just started to properly fall apart. It was a, it, the world completely lost its innocence or any innocence it had left. We all knew, we always knew that things were shit, but you didn't think at some point someone would do something that was so beyond the realms of imagination. It was just. I mean, to do something like that, and then I think after it was like, well, if someone can do that, anything could happen. And every, it was, you know, it was like, oh my God. Yeah, we just opened up to everything. And as, as well, the, uh, the reaction from the West, you know, like I was talking to another comic, I can't remember who it was, saying, were the 90s a lot more positive or were we 12 years old or was mm. it both, you know? But yeah, that horrible thing happened. And then there's these wars where I'd never really experienced the war. I was too young for the Bosnian War. I wasn't alive during the Vietnam War. This was the first war that seemed to be happening on my doorstep that my country was involved in. And there wasn't like the clear good guys and bad guys. Yeah. So like, uh, if you think, yeah, the, the, is it illegal? Do, does Hans Blix have this information? Everything just became so grey and murky and muddy. And you're yeah. right, we've not really got out of that phase. No, no. And I think, I think, yeah, like, you know, like, I remember the Falklands War when I was a kid. So I would have been, what was I, 72? That was about 84, say. So I was about 11 or 12, maybe. And I remember that, but it never really affected us. Like, it wasn't... No, you didn't have to board up your windows. You didn't have to. Mm. You weren't. You were like it was sort of. It was happening over there, and you kind of you like because I where I lived, sort of you'd see all the planes going over and stuff like that, and it was quite exciting when you were a kid. Like, whoa, that's exciting! But you know, you don't think anything else. But I think this that one was the one where we went. Oh fuck! That's that's opened the doors up a little bit. So yeah. like everybody's involved now. You know. And then was it two thousand and five? the 7-7 London bombings. Mm, yeah. Like it happened, because even though America is like, you know, we're allies, it's like, what well, kind of thing. It happened here in the UK. You're like, Jesus, you know, anything, anything is going to happen anytime, anywhere yeah. to anyone. Well, this is it, because we had, you know, way back when I was a kid, you had the IRA, and so that was happening. Like bombs in London were going off, and I remember a couple of times getting, being out with my mum and dad and getting, suddenly we had to run out of a tube station and there's things like that. But this was kind of, you know, you just kind of accepted it and and, it, and you sort of knew, you're like, yeah, there's a reason why they're doing that. It's not the right way to do it, but like, you know, you sort of knew why it was happening. Yeah. Whereas this is just like, he just, it was like the Joker in Batman when he just, he just was like, I, yeah, it started because of America invading and whatever else, but it really was like, it was like, look, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to, I just want, I'm just gonna fuck. I'm just gonna fuck the world up by doing this one thing. It was in, it was insane on such a level that it really has fucked everyone. It really has. 
you know? Well, it's nice to see you, mate. <laughs> Good to see you too, mate. Good to see you too. This is why I wish I smoked weed. I wish I did. I'd maybe not think about the things. I'd be a bit more chilled out about the things I think about. I think... No, you wouldn't. You'd think of the same things, but you just discuss them a lot later at night <laughs> for longer uh... with occasional Bakewell tart breaks. Uh... <laughs> I have said to people, if ever we get on it, I will... I, like, it's not. It doesn't happen as much now, but... Every now and again, someone will go, oh, do you want to? Do you want to? Should we have a session? I'll go, all right. But I'll tell you what, this is what's happening. We're going to have fun, and the moment it starts becoming fun, and you start getting doing all your deeper meaningfuls, I'm out. I don't want to do that. I don't want to sit here and start a bar. I don't want to. I don't want to open a bar with you. I don't want to. I don't want to know. I know we're mates. I don't want you to tell me how much you love me. I don't give a fuck. All right. I want to have a laugh. So Let's play bar. some music. <laughs> That's a classic one, eh? Let's, let's start a business, man. Oh, man. Every, every time. Hey, man, we should do this more often. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Absolutely not. When, have I ever told you about when I was at uni, the business that me and my friends, whenever we got to anything, we'd always talk about, we were going to make chipboard. <laughs> okay. After the initial outlay, mate, it's all profit, right? <laughs> timber, yards, timber yards pay you to get rid of their sawdust. You turn it into chipboard, you sell it back to them. It's pure profit. Okay, should we buy a chipboard maker? Nah, they're well expensive. Well, there we go, game over. See you in a week, we'll have this chat again. Because what you want is a business that makes you immediate money for zero outlay. <laughs> You've have suddenly... you got a business model? Nah. Well, uh, I, I want you to give me loads of money for very little work. Uh, can we do that? <laughs> Is that a thing we can make happen? If not, then, you know, I get it. <laughs> my my uncle, who's a lovely bloke, and I worked with him for years, when I was lived in Manchester, he rang me and he's like, what are you doing? And I said, nothing. He said, right, meet me in the Waterhouse, which is a Weatherspoons pub in the city centre. Meet me there in an hour. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. I live like 45 minutes away from this pub. Mm. I had to get up immediately, get washed, get there. And he's like... I've got it. We're going to be millionaires. I was like, no, we're not. No, we're not. It's <laughs> it's 10.30. We're in a Weatherspoons. But go on. He went, horse racing, right? You bet a quid on every single horse, you'll win. And I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. But what if, what if the horse that wins is in at less than six to one? You'll be overall down because you bet <laughs> six quid out. And his little face dropped, and I was so angry. I was like, we could have done this on the phone. <laughs> like, no one's ever thought of doing that before. Yeah. Bung, bung a tenner on all of them. These are the people that are in charge of gambling, are like maths graduates who play all the angles so that the house always... You and me have had two pints of Stella in the morning <laughs> in a Weatherspoons. We haven't beat... The, we haven't broken the bank at fucking Monte Carlo, mate. <laughs> It's hardly Ocean's Eleven. I've got this yeah, plan. Yeah, Jesus. All day breakfast, three quid. Yes, that's good, but we're still down on the entire endeavour. <laughs> I love having those moments where you think you're the only person that's ever had this thought. You go, yeah, we've 100%. all done it. We've all done it. You go, that's an angle no one's exploited before. You think, and now, luckily, we've got Google, so you can go, I'll just have a Google. You go, I'm not only... Have other people have this thought, but they have gone. It's it's been rinsed, absolutely rinsed. It's just that you've never heard it before, you fucking clown. Another great one is the uh, the roulette one, where you bet an amount of money on red, right? Mm. And if you win, you double your money. 
if you lose, it's black. You double the you double the stakes. Just put a fire. You put a tenner on, mm. and you go again. And every time you, if you keep losing, you keep doubling your stake until you win. Right? Yeah. Obviously, roulette's got no memory, so it could be black fifteen times, sixteen times in a row. Yeah. And that's perfect. That's just as likely as any other combination. But 15, if you double five 15 times, you're in the tens of thousands of pounds. <laughs> and when eventually it does come in, all you win is the original stake. So you'd have bet out, you know, 15 grand, but you're a fiver up at the end. <laughs> I can't, I can't abide. I'll have the odd scratch card. I'll have the odd bash on, on the lottery. But I cannot, I, I remember do, going to Jason Cook's stag do. And uh, in Manchester, and he said, we're going to this casino. And I just sat and watched all these businessmen just shoving 50-pound notes down this hole. And yeah. I was, and I remember going, I remember getting to the point of the evening, I'm like, I've got, I've got to buy my own drink slags. I, I can't afford to buy it, keep buying rounds. And I was just watching these chucking paper around. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it was nothing. Like, yeah. it was nothing. Me and, uh, do you know Sam Pacelli from The Noise Next Door? Yeah. He, me and him will occasionally go to the casino down here in Brighton, mm. but it's very much a twice a year thing. Hundred quid, you're willing to lose hundred pounds on yeah, yeah, a yeah. few hours with your mates. You're not there to make the rent, and when it's gone, you're not. Oh, I was going to get another hundred quid out. Like, mm. I don't mind a gamble, but when it's rare and an occasion, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I can't, I can't. Yeah, it does. I mean, I've. I mean, I know people that have just gambled. They gambled their houses, cars, families. They've gambled a lot. And you just watch it and you're like, I mean, it's just an addiction, isn't it? Of course it is, like like most things. Of course but. it is, yeah, yeah. It's no no, no shade at them, but yeah, it's an addiction, yeah. Very hard. Yeah. But do you have anything like that? Is there anything that you've got sort of caught up with, like, I don't know, drinking, drugs or anything like that? You can't oh, I mean, I, I, I'm off the booze at the minute. Mm. Just because yeah, it is, it's my go-to. It's my go-to thing. Yeah. No matter what's happened, it's time for a drink. Like, if you're sad, you cheat up with a glass of wine. If you're celebrating, you buy a bottle of Prosecco. You're bored, you go for a pint. I think three times in the last week, I was having a very fun... So It's only been like two, three days. Yeah. I was having a very fun time having a couple of drinks. And then, like, oh, I've, I've, I've drunk too much. I, I need to leave so I make a fool of myself. <laughs> I'm going to sleep in the spare room. I'm going to snore. I'm going to feel terrible tomorrow. I don't, I don't, I don't have the... I don't need to drink. I just seem to, it seems to be what I do. It's like, I feel great yeah. three days in. I'm not craving it. There's booze in the house. I'm not touching it. I don't feel like worried about myself, but I've, I think my relationship with alcohol can be yeah. <laughs> somewhat dubious at times. <laughs> well, I'm like, it's like, you know, I love, it's like when you and I have gone, let's have a pint. And I love that. And then that feeling you get when you go, oh, this could probably turn into something. And, and, and luckily we've gone, no, let's not. But, it, that's what I like is I love meeting up with people and there's that when it kicks on people go yeah fuck it we're out now let's just get on it yeah. and just get pissed I love that I, whenever I've gone hey, I'll meet you for a drink and oh, yeah, let's go out and have, a, and have a good time it's never really it's been good but it's never been the same as an unexpected night out I know that's well documented but an unexpected night out will just just blow your ass off Last time we went out, it was an unexpected one. It was was it February? We like I was having a bit, yeah. We went to the Hobgoblin up yeah. on London Road. That was it. And um, we we met for like a drink, 
yeah. then five hours later, like, I have, to, I have to leave. I've had a great time, but I went out for a pint five hours ago. I know. I ended up texting, uh, texting, uh, <laughs> and going, you're coming out, you're coming out. <laughs> Trying to find someone else. You're coming out. <laughs> Do you want to play? 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 Do you want to come out? Come out? Coming out? You're coming out? Uh, but how are you? How are you? How are you in yourself, Will? How's your head, mate? Because uh, I met you. We were doing that gig. We were doing the the Cellar Monkey in Edinburgh, and you and Jimmy and Ron after me. And it was the most traumatic. I think it's the most traumatic Edinburgh I've ever had. It was my first one proper. Was it you and Brimson? No, that was the year after. So this was my first time bringing a show to Edinburgh, any kind of show. And it was, there's no, I didn't have any dates and times on my flyers. Do you know what I mean? It was just fucked. It just, it was, in that. Uh, yeah. We were in yeah. That, uh, that venue across the meadows and, and bless her, Claire the barmaid, whenever she was on, she could see what we were trying to do. And she was just nothing but encouraging and let's have a pint. It's, you know, it just, when there were people there, it was great, but there weren't very many people there ever. And that's I when remember, we met. That, so we kind of bonded. That was the year that Liam Williams was in that venue, but at like 11 a.m. Mm. So it would be, because yeah. he was like this hot young thing, it would be round the block lines for him and then just empty when we were on. Yeah, 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 but then, yeah, yeah. And then... Was that 2013? Was that 14? It was 2014. Liam was on at 11am and then people were coming later on before us because Jordan Brooks was on. Jordan Brooks And they were going to the show before Jordan's to make sure they had seats and to get in there. And then, yeah, and then we were going, look, yeah, people come, they come. It's an effort to get there. It's a bit of a mission. So, you know, God bless anybody. It's a bit tricky to get people in, blah, blah, blah. And then someone sent me a, the line. They sent me the queue. I think it was for Jordan. And I went, I'll get fucked. Just fuck I've off. Just rem- I've just remembered the bleakest thing that happened to me that year. So 2014 was the year of funs and games. Yes, it was. So m- me and Jim, who were doing a split hour, we were having a great time over at funs and games, but less nights over at the Cellar Of course, because, yeah. On the day of the awards, we went to the awards in the morning. We got battered because we'd won the panel prize. That's right, We went to do funs and games, which was like a 120-seater, but there were like 200 people in there, standing room only. And then we went to do the split show, and no one came. And we had such a bump back to earth, like, oh, this means nothing. And me and Jim got a a charcuterie sharing board and a bottle of nice wine. And just... (laughs) ate and drank it when we should have been performing like what the fuck is this career <laughs> you had the yeah, you should you had experience these highs and lows in a day <laughs> yeah not at the same time it's just it was yeah you had the extremes of edinburgh all in one hit yeah i remember that funs and games was the thing that kept me going because i'd come in, too, I'd, walk in I'd walk into town i'd duck in because i remember it was pissing me rain all the time as well it's just very it's a very wet one i remember i'd duck in to funs and games most days and just sit at the back and go right okay no things are fine things are fine so i think things were shit at home as well i was having trouble at home so i was in a bit of a funny head head space so it's just nice to get away and just watch you lot dick about for an hour <laughs> thanks man uh, but other than that i am i am fine in and of myself yeah i think i'm in a good i think i'm in a good place you live in brighton um, now i live in brighton now i absolutely love it mm. like there's something very calming about the sea as well. 
Like yeah. even when I get stressed, as we all do, you can see the sea from my living room window. Oh, amazing! And it's nice. Just just look and go. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. It's yeah, really nice. Like, I mean, go for quite a lot of little walks. So obviously Edinburgh's coming up, and the stress is starting to mount because we're what two, three weeks away now. Yeah, yeah, about that. Fuck. But I, but I'm not take I'm not taking it too seriously because you're going up as well, aren't you? Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've written my show. I've put loads of work in. I think it's I think it's good. But now I've reached sort of like my mid thirties. I'm not, I'm not hanging myself over it. Like I've worked hard. I hope people like it. If they don't, that's fine, because I like it, and hopefully that yeah. will come through and make people like it. And I remember in my, when I took my first show up in 2016, my first solo show without Jim, without mm. Phil, and all that. I rang James Acaster, and I went, "Can you give me any advice?" You know, you're sort of like, even then, you're like, you're fringe royalty, yeah, please yeah, help yeah. me. And he gave me a really good analogy about the fringe. He said, don't even think about the awards. Mm. And by the awards, he meant not just the, the Perrier, like any, anything that can come out of it. Think of the Edinburgh Fringe like a lovely meal. And your show is this beautifully cooked smoked salmon and then steak with all the trimmings. Yeah. And you've made that and it's so delicious. And then at the end, the waiter comes over and goes, would you like some profiteroles? And this is the awards. And you say, oh, I'd love some, oh God, I love profiteroles. Profiteroles would be a real nice way to finish this meal. Then the waiter goes, oh, we haven't got any profiteroles for you actually. <laughs> and then your memory of the meal isn't the smoked salmon, <laughs> isn't the steak, it's the fact you didn't get a profiterole. Yeah. I was like, that's, <laughs> and it's taken me five or six years to get that truly in my head. That's how I'm yeah. going at it now. That's it, mate. You can't think about all that shit. You know, all you could do, all I want, I want people to come, I want one so I can do my show every day, make a bit of money and have a good time. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. That's exactly it. Because I've never been a hot young thing. I've never had anyone going, oh, you got to keep an eye on Wilson, see what he's doing next. It's like, I've just kind of just bumbled along and just ended up doing all right. So, you know, I'm happy with I'm happy with that. Just just come to the show and pay me. <laughs> That's it. It's a real... It's a real negative thing, I think, that comedy does. Not comedians or the comedy, but like with. So if you told, if you tell someone that you're a comedian, someone you don't know, someone doesn't work in the industry, mm. their first question is why you're not on TV or yeah. having to do live at the Apollo. But in reality, that's one percent of viable comics that end up doing that. Yeah. Not not necessarily the the one percent best comic, just the one percent most viable comics. But the other ninety nine percent of us, we're still doing good stuff here. You know, we're getting by with. Yeah working hard there's no other industry where you do that if it's for someone oh, what do you do for a living i'm a police officer oh are you the um are you in charge of scotland yard you crested a dick no oh well you must be shit then you're not a real police officer it's like no no i go out every day i, I, I do i do policing like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, just because you've not seen me on crime watch doesn't mean i'm not a police officer yeah yeah <laughs> mate but it's funny because we put ourselves under this pressure we, there's obviously a reason why we still love it, otherwise we wouldn't do it. But on top of on top of the pressures of our careers, as much, and the rewards are brilliant. Now, obviously, it's, I'm not moaning about what we do, but also you've got your personal life to deal with as well. And I've had this last couple of years have been fucking fraught, man, traumatic. Not with just COVID, but personally as well, relationships breaking down and dealing with the fallout from that, and then rebuilding myself as a human being. And I didn't realise I was in that much of a fucking state until where I'm at now. I look back and I go, oh shit, yeah, I was a bit fucked. 
And you, yeah. you as well. You've had some shit to deal with. Like you've, you've basically had to. Well, I don't know how you've coped with this. Stuff. If you want to talk about it, you know, we don't have to go into it. But no, yeah, no, had, it's fine. I think you've had a lot to deal with. I think it's important to talk about. To be honest with you, Rich. Yeah. So, for, for those of you that don't follow my life very closely, me and my partner lost a baby at the start of the mm. year. Um, I'm really sorry about awful. that, mate. It's all right. Like it's this is the thing though. Obviously, it's terrible, mm. and it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And you don't think you're ever going to get over it. But the thing is, with with, with miscarriage, also, I've looked, no one says the word. Everyone talks in like like it's the 1970s, and someone's trying to discuss someone that's gay. Like yeah, yeah. even yeah, I didn't even want to say it when I was when I was yeah, it up. But but it's it's like it's nothing to be ashamed. It's it's something like between one in five and one in four. Pregnancies end that way. Wow! Why did that? Jesus. Yeah, it's massive. It's massive, yeah. and it's something you don't talk about. And it's it's what I've been saying. I've been talking about it. So it's obviously to the show this year. Spoilers. I, I talk about it for a bit. It's not a show about that. No, it's a show about anger. So it fits in quite nicely. But the I was sad when it happened, mm. and then I was angry that I wasn't prepared for it to happen. Okay, yeah, of course. We wouldn't be, like, would you, I it's, suppose? It's such, but, you, but you should be. Like, that, think of something else that happens to so many people that yeah. has a between 20 and 25% chance of not working out. You'd be aware of that. Yeah, I suppose like, so. Like, like, it's, like, it's like going back to the um, going back to the casino analogy. If I asked you to play a game that was pick a number between one and four, one of them you're going to lose you wouldn't play that because the no. odds aren't very good but you should you should be aware of that yeah yeah, uh, yeah. so that, that's where the anger came and also the yeah when it happened the way it happened and i'm sorry if anyone's listening has been through it but statistically a quarter of you have mm. uh it's nothing like you expect you know when you see someone get shot on tv yeah. and then a soldier goes oh it looks nothing like that when someone gets shot it's nothing like you ever come across it. And that's what made me angry, that the the reality was so much different. Like, take take Fleabag, for example. Right? Mm. Everyone's heralded Fleabag. And Fleabag was fantastic. I loved yeah. it so much. But in, like, the first episode of the second series, her her sister has a miscarriage in a, in a, in a restaurant and then sits down and finishes her meal. Believe me, that's not how it goes. <laughs> No. You need to get some morphine in you quick or you're going to die. Really? Is it that bad? Yeah, it, was it, was, it was horrible, mate. Because he's... But this is... Yeah, go on. Go on sorry. No, 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 go on. Saying, But going through something actually important like this, and we realise, oh, I'll just do my job to the best of my ability, but I'm not going to start kicking off if I don't get nominated at the no. fringe and be a cunt in the in the loft bar. Sorry, can I say that on this? Yeah, it's good gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, fine. I, that's it's interesting what you said because I don't, I don't really know much. Obviously, like, like lots of people don't really know about about miscarriages and things like that. And it didn't occur to me that it it hurts, that it's painful. Yeah, well, yeah, like on, honestly, it was. <coughs> so we, we went to A and E, and I thought Be- uh, Becca, my my fiance, I thought she was going to die, Shit, as did man. she. What? And then they filled they filled her filled her with morphine, yeah. like just. Two big hits of it, because it's yeah, it's it's not good. It's not no, nice. no, no. Oh wow, man. And I think because there's always that people say people don't announce the pregnancy until was it twelve weeks? About twelve and, weeks, and, yeah. And that's kind of like people go, oh, you're, you're safe to announce it then. That should be fine. 
because you're over, obviously you're not completely safe, but you're mm. over the first 12 weeks thing incredibly, because there's so much going on. Like mm. I think for the first 12 weeks, again, wonderful symmetry, back to that roulette thing, it doubles in size every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you, if you, if you think, you know, going from one cell to two is not much, but going from three centimetres to six centimetres, that's, there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot going on. Your body's flooded with hormone. So yeah, that, that, it was tough, but it was, you know, luckily, we're very much in love and it did put things in some perspective, which is good. Mm. How did you feel when you found out what was happening? Well, how did you feel? Oh, I mean, at first, so when we first were like, well, this isn't right. Mm. I was sort of like, I was like, no, no, it's fine. Because, you know, in the way that a friend of mine, to use a very glib analogy, loves to cycle, loves right. it, does 100, 150 mile cycles. And he'll check the weather online. Mm. And if he says it's going to be raining on the day of the cycle, he'll check another weather provider. Yeah. And he'll keep checking until he finds a weather provider that says tomorrow's going to be sunny and goes, great, it's sun. Wow. There'll be 16 guys have said it's raining. One guy said it's sun. I did that. I Googled, what does this mean? Bad news. No, no, no. I'll, I'll slightly change the wording yeah, yeah, or I'll yeah. change this until I found a website that said everything's fine. And then as it came clearer and clearer that it uh, wasn't fine, mm. it, 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 I felt very um, sort of helpless. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. It's not like, oh, if we'd gone to a doctor an hour earlier, it, it's happened because it's happened because yeah, the body's yeah, decided yeah. it can't. And, there, and then, particularly when she was on all the morphine and I was the only one sort of thinking straight, it's three in the morning and I'm ringing my dad being like, what the fuck do I do now? Mm. And then I started feeling a little bit guilty about how sad I was feeling. Because I, I think I'm pretty much... I, I, on record, I'm a pretty staunchly pro-choice person. Yeah. You know, a, a, the right to choose and all that kind mm. of thing. And if I'm going to believe that, which I do, the stage of pregnancy we were at, I, it, you are well within the limits of having uh, an abortion. I'm like, well, if I believe that it's not a baby because you can do this, then surely I can't be sad at the loss of a baby. You know, it's all yeah, in your I head. Get it. And, yeah, yeah. But I think the big thing there is that it, I wasn't, you know, when I say that we lost this baby, that's because it's it's not necessarily the fetus I'm talking about. It's we were designing a nursery. Well, yeah, we the were, plans you were making. and the, yeah, yeah, we're like, oh, are we going to stay around here? Because that's quite a good, um, like, daycare thing. Do we put their name down now? And it's like, you know, when you break up with someone in a relationship, mm. you think, of course you're sad that the relationship itself has finished but you're more sad that you've lost all this. Oh, we'll never be 75 together in a, in a retirement home. You know, we'll never have a golden wedding anniversary. It's all those things that you sort of mourn for. Yeah. It's that that I was mourning for as well. So I, I found, managed to find a parity in the whole, you can believe this and still be sad at this. Of course you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's but, a, It's the loss of everything that, because yeah. obviously you were, you felt like, you know, we're ready to go. This is going to go to term. We're going to be parents, and then, and of course, you are. You're talking about you're thinking about holidays, you're thinking about school things you're going to be doing together. How what you're going to do as a parent, what you're not going to do as a parent from what's gone before, of course. And your your whole life is just geared around the fact that this human being is about to arrive in your life, yeah. And then that just gets taken away, 
and and then it's gone. Yeah, and then you nearly lost your missus as well, and you're like, it just I think that's what happened with COVID. This comes up quite a bit. It's I think what the the key thing that I took away from COVID was how fragile it made me realise us human beings are. That just in the blink of an eye, it could just be gone. You know, and I think that's you were you were just out, you were just doing whatever you were doing, living your life with your, with with Becca, and then suddenly, like, it just she could have been she could have gone, and you're like, fuck, man. Yeah, hundred percent, and and it also shows how quickly things change. Like, mm. so I remember the day the day that it happened. So me and just to plug my podcast, me and Laura Lex do a podcast, mm. and we'd gone to record an episode that day. Um, so we go on days out, we would send us on days out and Jen Brister had sent us to this park in Surrey because it was the beginning of January. It was pissing it down. Yeah. It was muddy. I didn't have appropriate footwear A on or B in the house. I didn't own appropriate didn't footwear. So I was, came home covered in mud, ruined my trainers. And I remember saying to Becca, like over some tea, God, how can this day get any worse? And I tell you what, you fucking can Fucking hell. Oh, yeah. My, uh, but I do think you know not to, not to do like a toxic, plaster over it, ignore it. But we've come through it, and mm. you know, it it was terrible, but it's, it's fine, and it's also it's fine things be terrible. Jesus, if, you, if nothing terrible happened, you're not you're not being human, are you? Well, I think that's the thing that people don't re- or, or don't want to accept is that life is really hard and horrible things happen. I mean, a lot of a lot of the shit that's going on at the minute is sort of man-made, and it, it's, like, it's unnecessary. It's just people being greedy for money and power and shit like that. But I, there are there are th- things that will just happen. There will just happen natural things that that you have to deal with, and it's, it's all part of the. It's all part of us being. Um, but how did it feel like when? So when Becca came came back round after the after the morphine and stuff. I mean, how did you deal with that? Did you have to sort of... Did you actually already be spoken to by doctors and things like that, or...? Yeah, yeah, so... She was... Like, I'm not even sure for how long she was in any danger. There was just a lot of blood loss. Yeah. She was... She sort of collapsed. We were in the hospital for maybe 14, 15 hours. Wow. So we went, I don't know, maybe 8pm. Then we got let out sort of just before lunchtime. And we went... And we came home, and we just sort of sat mm. and did... Did nothing like there wasn't much to say or to go and Becca needed some bits to help like you know pain management and the because the, they can't keep you in hospital no. for you know the, the NHS is so underfunded by choice revolution comes that they can't you know they say listen this has happened you're not in danger anymore you have to go home yeah so I'm, I had to go to a pharmacy on one day and be like oh can, can my, my girlfriend's had a miscarriage I need some thing for that but it took me like 10 minutes to get the words out because I just kept crying wow man and and then we just sat there just sat in the house mm. Becca maybe a month off work I took I sort of cancelled my gigs for the month and we just sort of you know it's, 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 it's like anything when anything sad happens to you be it this or a relationship breakup or someone you know dies each day is what's that lovely thing about um, grief is like a ball in a box Oh yeah, Ishan Akbar told me about that. Yeah, yeah. When it starts, it's a ma- the the box can only just fit the ball in, so it's hitting mm. the sides always. But every day the box gets a bit bigger, so it hits less frequently. But it maybe hurts a bit more because it's been so long. It's like that. Each day was just yeah. a bit better than 
the one before and um, Becca's work were really good about it. You know, they, all people, I, did, I did some gigs. I don't think I, don't think I, I cancelled any gigs. I got like sort of mates of mine went, rang promoters and went, Will's not going to be doing that one. Mm. So we had a nice support work. Well, Becca had some therapy. Yeah, and just, yeah, like every day was slightly better than the one yeah. before it until you get to a point where, but like anything, you don't, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you, you, you're the same where, like, think about like maybe relationships again. You could be totally happy that a relationship you were in has finished, but you'll see something or smell something or hear something and go, oh, that person would have loved to yeah. hear that. You, you get that. But after a while, it just becomes like, like a nice little wry. And as well, you think with the, with the baby, it wasn't a choice that anyone made. It was a genetic thing. This mm. pregnancy is not, this is the best course of action for the, the baby, the body. The body's a miraculous thing. Yeah. It's the, it, you know, it wasn't doing it to hurt me, to hurt, hurt, upset anyone. These things happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm about, very wise, aren't I? You're very, <laughs> like a wise owl. And what about now? How do you feel now? Because I've seen you. So you, we all went to that gig together in Haywards Heath. It was good to see Becca, and, and we had a nice evening. And we went out some drinks afterwards with everybody. And yeah, you all seemed good. pretty cool. How are you now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm good. I'm. I'm sorry to not be have a more interesting answer. I mean, no, 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 not at all. I'm just saying, like, I, you know, further along the line from all that. Because like you said, when you came, when you got home and you did nothing, it's like you're, you're, you were both, you've been through something that was so traumatic that your brains obviously need a moment to go, just, what? all right, let's just try and figure this out and see what's yeah. going on. And as you say, it gets less and less as you go along. But I was just wondering, like, now, do you, so I suppose you have a few, you have a day, like you see, you have a day where you go, oh, yeah. And then, like you said. Yeah, you, you see something, and I, I particularly see, so the, it's what, it's the, what is it today? The 13th of July? Mm. So the the baby was should was due uh, in two weeks. Yeah. Wow. From now. Oh, fuck. And so as I'm walking around, maybe I see someone with a little baby and I think, oh. Yeah. Just, you know. But I, I don't see the, you know, it, it, it makes me sad when I see them, only in a fleeting because mm. I don't want to be sad that someone else is happy. You know, I don't want yeah. to be that kind of person. So I might get the pang and I think about it and of course it's sad but um, you have to you have to trust that it happened for and I'm not a very spiritual person but no. it happened for a reason it's the it was it was a purely biological choice to make sure that everything was the best way for it to be mm. you have to be, have faith in that and you know thank God you know <laughs> for the future it, it, it's had no damage to her no. internally so her you know and we know that we are compatible we both have working stuff in, yeah. and, and they and they work with each other so as and when we want to try again we can and you know and, and we'll cross that bridge when we come to it yeah but i do i do think though that has changed that it's i don't really think i'm a very oh, you you've known me for a long time mm. i don't think i'm an overly serious take myself very seriously as a person. I like to be a bit of a prick and have a laugh and all that sort of thing, you know? Yeah. But I do, uh, this is something that I've sort of, 
I've sort of taken it on myself that I do, I try and say the word miscarriage. Mm. And, you know, it, 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 in my show this year, I talk about it and it's not like a 40 minute sad bit. I just mention it and I say, I'm very lucky to have this sort of platform. Yeah. Sure, it's to 40 people at the fringe for 28 days. But if it's one in four people, we'd really deserve to have that in our arsenal. Yeah. Let's do slightly less time on Oxbow fucking lakes at school. <laughs> yeah, I do so about that. We get it. Matters. The, the river meanders, the bit goes through, it erodes away. Next, move on. <laughs> Something important. Oh, that's exactly it. Because then you've got to cope. It will teach you just how to cope with it if it happens. And then, like you said, the day is coming up where the baby would have been due. And now you you know you're like you're saying like you've got your head around it and like that and then probably uh, Becca's going to have a tough old day. It's coming up and I imagine so then you're going to have to the pair of you're going to have to kind of communicate with each other and keep mm. you know keep those lines of communication open because it's easy to go to do you know what I mean to you go you go well, what's wrong with you like you could forget because something else is going on or yeah of course of course and that I that again you know, that's these are things this is why these conversations need to happen. Because I would, I don't know how I would, I'd I'd do it. Of course, I'd be supportive, and and I'd, but until it happens, you don't know. You don't know how you, you know. No, and I think now that we are getting, so it's what it's it's two weeks Friday, twenty mm. ninth, and you think fine, it's going. To, the thing is, is but again, I've got the four, I'm four armed. I know that something bad is going to happen on that Friday. Yeah. So I could prepare for it. And it's, it's going to be bad, and that's fine. Because like we said, no one's life is just all up. Mm. Yeah. But in the same way that you can't prepare for a bad day, wouldn't it be nice if you could? And I can for this one. Yeah, 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 so yeah. So ha- I've not booked in a gig on that day, so I'm here all day. Becca's not working that day because she doesn't want to be pissing around with someone not replying to an email or sending her a thing they said they would. So we're going to have a lion. We'll go to a down to the beach. We'll have a, a nice lunch. We'll... You know, we'll maybe spend too much money on something that we can't afford and don't need but want. Brilliant. Because you because that's really it's sort of it's it's uh you can always take something positive out of anything really, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. And the you know, people have said to us since it happened, God, if this happened to me and my partner, I'm not sure we'd get through it. Well, I'm not sure if we would, but I know that we did, so we can. Yeah. So I've I've got her and that's all that really matters yeah so we'll, we'll, we'll just have a nice day and maybe you know about two o'clock we'll just think oh don't let's just go home and have a cry for an hour yeah, fine yeah, yeah, fine because yeah. then at four o'clock we'll uh we'll order another takeaway that's right <laughs> another at 4 p.m daddy's had a mackey's breakfast and dominoes i don't give two shits about the gym, gym yeah fuck the gym you just do you just do yeah it's i think that's just, that's something else as well that makes you realize what is important and what isn't? I mean, obviously your health is important, of course it is, and you don't want to be eating Mackey's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But just I think I do actually, mate. <laughs> you I think to... I fucking love that. <laughs> you won't have to worry I about think your Morgan fucking. Spurlock's a liar. <laughs> you won't have to worry about your feet then. <laughs> yeah, they'll be off. See you later. Gout and diabetes, one in each foot. 
<laughs> you just wake up in the morning. Oh, they've all right. They're off. They're gone. All right. Uh, Didn't hurt. Lovely. <laughs> done. That's me. Done. Right. More Mackies. Just slowing off like when you've sunburned yourself and you have a shower. Like just your feet, your entire foot. <laughs> it just comes off. <laughs> done. Oh. <laughs> I had a nice time actually this morning. I went and had a. I went up to Devil's Dyke and I had a. I had a cup of tea. And I had an egg roll. There's a cafe at the top. Up just before you start going up, it's at the top of the road from Brighton. And as you go over the sort of the A27, you go up and through. And just before, anyway, so I pulled in and I got an egg egg roll and I got a cup of tea and I took myself up to Devil's Dyke. And there's an emu sat in this garden. Holy shit! Yeah, and I just said I had breakfast with the emu. I was just sat in the car like, with the emu, just having breakfast. <laughs> and I was it's like, my favorite moments like that. To moments like that. I, I've, I've now discovered are far more important than trying to impress people in the industry and, you know, you know. I'll tell you what would be lovely though, Rich. If you could have Breakfast with the Emu, which sounds like some sort of Gore Vidal book. Breakfast with the Emu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to deny though, it would be nice to do that. Uh... And then go and do Mot the Week. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say no to both. <laughs> I was. Can I pick up on something from yeah. a minute ago? Yeah. You said you had an egg roll. Just a fried egg in a roll. Yeah, I'm vegetarian. But no cheese. It was no just a fried egg in a roll with a with brown sauce. I mean, I'm not getting it. It sounds delicious. How was the, was it? The yolk runny? Uh, it was actually just just enough just enough yeah like thick yeah and don't get me wrong don't get me wrong there was a part of me that when i was ordering it i nearly went i'll have a sausage in that please uh, and then i just went and then i went, oh, do not know i've been doing really well let's not let's not ruin it so i had a lovely egg sandwich it was really nice lovely how, how long have you been veggie for um a few months now a few months now oh yeah and every i'm now- sure that the people listen to this know that, so I apologise. No, I don't know. I haven't really spoken about it. It's only because it was always happening. I was always going towards that way because uh, Sweeney, who I was living with, it was kind of... He, he was sort of exploring things like that. So we didn't really have a lot of meat in the house. And then met Kate and then Kate's veggie. And Kate's veggie, because she doesn't like the taste of meat, she just doesn't even want to eat it. And it's not so it's not for any kind of... I mean, she loves animals, don't get me wrong, but... Sure, 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 sure. sure. She just can't, she can't eat it. And so... I was like, well, I'm going that way anyway, and if I want to have meat, I can. But I just feel better. I feel better having not eaten it. Like my my joints don't hurt. My my I don't feel sick when I eat. Do you? But you liked meat. Like you you you're, you're basically it's a. You know, if if six months ago I'd have gone fancy a steak, you'd have gone all oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Have you had then the corn nuggets? Yes. There is absolutely zero need for anyone to ever buy a chicken nugget ever again. Quorn have smashed absolutely the nugget. Absolutely smashed the nugget. Yeah, absolutely. I had a, I had, you know, this, I had the corn uh, and cheese escallops the other day. My oh, word, yeah. mate. They're banging. Yeah, Emmental or something they are. People listening to this are going to, who's this prick? Don't get me wrong. If there's a steak, there was, there was a steak in front of me a little while ago. And I, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, anyway. So anyway, I tucked in and I had a bit of steak. And that was ages ago. But, and I was and I was like, oh yeah, that's the stuff. But you know what used to upset me though? The gristle. I don't, I can't handle the gristle because I know what it is. 
I can't handle it. Like if I'm eating chicken and there was that little bit, the tendons and the thick, I, yeah, I was like, yeah, I, yeah. I know what that is. And that's, that's what used to put me off. When I cook, so if I cook chicken here, because I, I do eat meat, when I cook chicken here, it's more often than not thighs, because it's the most flavorful meat of a chicken. But yeah. I really have to like get my sharp paring knife out and remove any <laughs> sort of like evidence <laughs> that it was ever alive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd... That's the thing. If I know it's, if I think about it too much, I can't eat pork because I love pigs. I love pigs and I love octopus as well. I love the. I love. Octopus. I don't eat octopus. Yeah. I had it. I, I, don't eat octopus. I had it once. I had it once. I was in a. I was in a. I was in a restaurant, a fish restaurant in East London with my ex-partner and we ordered the we ordered the octopus and it was oh he still had, he still had the legs and it had the tentacles yeah. on it and I'm like I can't eat that it was and they're, they're not of this world Oct- I say this on here all the time they're aliens man I'm not eating them have I too clever have we ever clever. spoken have we ever spoken about spiders or aliens no right so I learned this at university so we're going back 14-15 years yeah so bear in mind I was heard it a long time ago. I was only paying half attention. You know how all animals are sort of linked. So, yeah. you know, uh, a chimpanzee and a human, you can go back and go, they both come from this. The same with horses and hippos and giraffes. They all go yeah. back here. Loads of stuff you can do that with. But there was I was reading this thing at university about evolution because I did an archaeology degree. And this guy was like, spiders, there's nothing else like them. They're in a class all by themselves. Really? Like, Spiders have a common ancestor with spiders, and that's it. Wow. And uh, he reckoned that spiders probably landed like on a meteor millions and millions of years ago and are alien. Fuck. They could just they could just survive on you know whatever whatever environment they'd come from or could deal with they could also do it here. And he's like, I reckon that that probably happened. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. I'm just going to tell people that in 2022. <laughs> but that shit, I love that shit. I love it. I had Eggsy from Goldie Looking Chain on. And he's big on the mushrooms. Not like not the magic mushrooms, but he just, he talks a lot about mushrooms and the fact that we're all built from our, our whole entire, the reason we exist is because of mushrooms. That's why we have fungal infections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he seems Whoa. to think that the reason that we exist, our ecosystem comes from mushrooms and mushrooms are alien they came down they're in like a meteor or something that had the spores in it and then when it hit the earth and obviously you know the water dissolved and then it just spread over a wide area the mushroom spores and that's how we became to be this makes me sound like i smoke way too much weed i've said it on here before when this has come up i'd sound like a fucking idiot let's bring it back to a bit of genuine fact do you know one of the only reasons that there's life on Earth is because, you know, so, so when when you've got a, uh, a liquid, yeah. when it turns into a solid, that solid is more dense than itself in liquid form. So if you've got, for example, lava and rock, the same thing in liquid and solid, the rock is more dense, so it would sink. One of the only liquids that doesn't do that is water because ice floats on water. And if it was the other way round, no life would have been able to start in the seas. So because water goes against the grain, it's one of the only reasons. And then obviously they're safe, aren't they, under the like, canopy mm. of ice? So you, you owe that weird little fact of physics to the fact there's life on Earth. Fucking hell. And that was provable. 
that one's like that's not mushroom aliens that's not spiders are a girl's best friend that's fact <laughs> mushroom aliens uh, <laughs> I remember but I remember talking about boats that like ships and going how the fuck do they float how did it cause when I lived in Leon Sea you could just watch the ships you know, coming in and going out again and I remember going, how the fuck does that float? And it was Rufus Hound that just, he just went, well, the water's heavier than the ship. And so it doesn't, yeah. that's why it doesn't sink. And it blew my mind. <laughs> no one's ever told me that before. Well, he must have done, but I didn't listen. It's mad though, isn't it? When you see, when you see like those big cruise liners and you think, what do you mean the water's heavier? But of course it is. You can see it working there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It must, it must be true, because ships work. <laughs> and we've known that for thousands of years. <laughs> There's a comedian called Nate Bugazzi. Bugazzi. I fucking love Nate Oh, Bugazzi. man. Have you heard the bit where he does about if he went back in time, he would make no difference? Yeah. <laughs> make a radio. I don't, I, I can't. Don't know do. <laughs> I'd be the same. I'd go, ah, oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> He's got one of my favourite bits of stand-up about the reptile zoo in Florida. Right. They had this python in a cage with chicken wire. And the holes in the chicken wire are what I would call slightly bigger than a python. <laughs> <laughs> He's great, Nate Bagatzi. Yeah, man. I love all that. But it's funny. I like, like Because of the videos I watch now, I'm always watching. There's one. There's this Asian girl. She's having a photograph taken against the glass of this like tiger enclosure. And this tiger just fucking launches itself from the bank over the water, just because it doesn't know the glasses there. You're like, yeah, you, these things are wild animals. What are you talking about? Have you ever seen? I've never had a cat. I've never had a pet other than like a hamster or a guinea pig. Have you ever seen? My sister's got cats. You play with a cat, and you know it's playing. But you go, holy shit, you're a lion. You're just a tiny little lion. Mm. But I never get that with a dog where you go, oh, you're a wolf. Because we've really fucked up dogs. <laughs> I couldn't even, dogs wouldn't be, imagine, because people go, oh, I shouldn't have pets. They're this, they're that. You go, all right, well, let's release all the dogs. They wouldn't last five minutes. Nah. Oh, they would, because someone would be like, oh, come on then, come back. We, we, we all just swap dogs. <laughs> hey, speaking of internet videos, you know the guy that you and I like, uh, the PT? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He did a video this morning and he's oh, he really upset me. Oh, no. He was getting a woke culture. Oh, that's the new thing now, isn't it? Yeah. James Smith. It's like, come on. Yeah. I mean, I love pretty much 99% of his stuff. Yeah. But that one, this one, I was like, James, that's not, these people. this isn't the enemy. Yeah, oh, God. This isn't the enemy, man. You know, it's funny. I watched Bill Burr's special last night, the new one. And he, oh, he yeah. does a bit about woke. And and I get it. I know what they mean. I know what they mean. When, they, when they're having a go at the, the woke or people that profess to be woke, I get it. Because there's certain people, like all things, there's going to be people that fucking ruin it for the rest of us. And those people that, that go, they're, just, they're being judgmental rather than helpful. Or they're being offended yeah, on, on the behalf of other people. And that's what that's what people are railing against. Because being woke, you know, to be to give a fuck about another human being and care about your environment and care about the world around you, that's fair enough, you know. And don't be a cunt to people. But people always take it too far. And there's always people extremists, and yeah. you go, "Yeah, you're the ones they're talking about, dickhead." 
Yeah, it's not me who just thinks, let's not laugh at trans people. They have a very hard time, <laughs> trans people. Just, just be cool, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Has anyone tried just being cool? Can anyone just be fucking cool? Can we just do that? Have you, that's, that's... Have you ever read the... Um... Sorry. No, go on. Have you ever read the uh, Ellis James and John Robbins book, How to uh, The Holy Bible? It's a little. It's a, it's a little book they did when they were on XFM. It's just twenty six chapters, A to Z, and you know, like so, some chapters are Zappa, Frank, where to start, and whatever. Yeah. But one of them is just how to be normal. Just be normal. <laughs> like, don't get on the tube and put your music on. It's not normal. It's weird. And I think all the time, just be just be normal. Yeah. Everyone, just be fucking normal. Just be normal, mate. Can you not just do that? Rather than what happens is everyone screams at each other. It doesn't help anybody. And at the end of the day, we should all be supporting each other. Because this comes up a lot, actually. I've said this a lot on here. The world is on its ass. And more than ever, we should be coming together going, right, how can we how can because if we don't come together, we won't exist anymore. That's the, that's the end of it. And we're not coming together. And people seem to be more cunty after COVID as well. People seem to be more cunty after COVID. They really also, do. The, the, and I'm not going to start banging on about politics or whatever, but we are being taken the piss out of. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's, it's, it's becoming... I turned a gig down the other day, a well-paying gig, because I would lose money going to do it. Yeah. And it wasn't... And I'm not talking... The Isle of Orkney for two hundred quid. I'm talking a major city, not that far away, but it would it would cost me thirty quid to get the train up and do it. Spain was it today? Spain has basically said that all local travel is now free on trains and long travel. They've cut the prices by fifty percent. Wow! Because they've just started taxing multi billion dollar yeah. companies. Like, let's just be normal. Yeah, Government, yeah, be yeah. normal. Yeah, it's like, like it's like nine, it's like nine euros to travel around Germany. The yeah. whole of Germany on a train. Me and Becca were looking at we're looking we're looking at buying a house in the near ish future, mm. and we're like, where can we afford? We can't afford to live near where we live now, which is fine. We'll be going out maybe Shoreham, Worthing, but I'll do that. It's twenty five minutes away. Yeah. I'll still live the same life. We both earn above the national average. I like. 35-year-old professionals who've done, mm. like I say, we're not the top 1% of our careers, but we certainly are just yeah. members of society. We can't get a mortgage for love and the money. This is mental. We looked at a house the other day. They wanted a 60 grand deposit. Who's got 60 grand who's got, laying around? Who's got 60 grand? And I'm not, I'm not talking for like a million pound house. This is just like a, I think 350 is like the average sort of where we live or that we're looking at. Yeah. That's nearly 20%. Who's got 60 grand? No one's got 60 grand. It's madness. Who's got... Well, I'll tell you what, 60 grand. Landlords. Yeah, true. But that's it. Everyone, so, this little rock, everyone just wants to rip each other off. This is why this is, we've got... Well, it's in us all. It's in us, us people from the UK. It's just in us. That, that need to go off and steal from other people. That's why we're barreling around the world, just taking from everybody, because it's in us for some reason. That. Well, I, w- I wouldn't have minded if I could have some fucking benefit out of it. I don't want to go to the fucking British Museum. It's boring. Give it back. Yeah. I, just, I just want to afford to get to me gig. That's it. That's all I want. I fucking hate museums. I fucking hate them because they're boring. Well, that's, I got dragged around them as a kid. I know you you do that thing when you're a guide or whatever you do. But because of when I was a kid, I'm getting dragged around them. I, f- I cannot stand museums. 
I don't no, give a shit about I think the f- Listen, museums are terrible. If you, were, if you went to the Natural History Museum and didn't leave until you'd seen everything, you'd hang yourself in the cafe. <laughs> Go for an hour. Go to John Soane's museum in Hoban. Yeah. It's just this fucking nutter bloke from the Victorian times. His house is just full of shit. It's great. Go for that one. What's the one up near Devil's Dyke? It's just full of birds. It's mad. <laughs> but you get in, you look around for an hour, you go, great, let's go for an egg an, an egg balm. <laughs> exactly that. I don't want it. I just got it drummed into me. But you can do that. Like, You're a grown-up. The fucking Egyptians. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. All right, fine. Um, this has been great, Will. Thanks for joining me, mate. Is that how we're ending? The That's fucking Egyptians, ending. I yeah. get it. Right, fine. <laughs> Jesus. I'm not Paxman, mate. No, I don't uh, round this shit up. Uh, so, in conclusion, you're fine. Fuck the ancient Egyptians. <laughs> Bye. Uh, do you know what bothers me about... what? Because I didn't need to know that uh, wives were shoved in the tombs as well. For when they get to the other side, I was like, "Oh, that bothers me. That troubles me." Because I'm like, imagine being that person. Ugh. Yeah, bad. That's that that's, bad. that troubles me. That's why I'm like, thanks for telling me that. I didn't need to know that, and now I know that, and I know that forever. Shall I tell you something that will blow your mind about ancient Egyptians? There is more time between the building of the Great Pyramid of Giza and the birth of Cleopatra than there is between the birth of Cleopatra and today. So there's more time between the building of the pyramids and Cleopatra and Cleopatra, yeah, so, Cleopatra. yeah, because you broke yeah. your, your line with them. So the, the Great Pyramid of Giza was part. So there's more time between the building of the Great Pyramid of Giza and the birth of Cleopatra. Yeah. Yep. Than there is between the birth of Cleopatra and today. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck. There you go. You can have that. That's a good one. There you go. Shall I learn that? A museum, you fucking heathen. Fucking museums. <laughs> Shove it up your ass. Where can we find you online? Let's find out where you're going to be in Edinburgh, uh, Will. I'll be at Edinburgh. I'll be at the Pleasance Courtyard Cellar, 325 every day, apart from Monday the 15th. Lovely. Uh, I will also be doing as many little guest spots as I can. To hear about them, you can follow me on Twitter uh, which is at Will Duggan, W-I-L-L-D-U-G-G-A-N. Or you can follow me on Instagram, which is at Will underscore D-U-G, because someone got their first for Will Duggan, and they don't post very much, and I want the name for myself. <laughs> it's always the way, in it? They never post anything, but they won't give you the name. because they, they won't give you the name. They know you want it. Uh, thanks, Will. Be lovely, mate. Thanks, my friend. Cheers. Insane in the membrane. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.